Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Papa's podcast, Celebrating the Word with Dean Caldwell Ministries. Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you today to Elevating the Word. This is a Bible study intended to increase your faith, increase your knowledge of God so you can walk closer to the Lord and have a relationship with God like you've never had before. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the podcast today. We are so glad that you have joined us. Just a few uh, announcements up front. We have the YouTube channel up and running uh, for Brother Dean. That is under Dean Caldwell Ministries. Go over there, like, and subscribe to that channel to keep up with encouraging videos. Again, uh, that is Dean Caldwell Ministries. Also, you can find him on Facebook to keep up with where he's going to be in ministry and encouraging videos as well, encouraging posts and and things of that nature. And that's also labeled Dean Caldwell Ministries on Facebook. Uh, thirdly, we have the email. We would love for you guys to email your questions, your thoughts, um, your prayer requests, and things of that nature over to elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Again, that is elevatingtheword at outlook.com. And then lastly, if you would like to support Brother Dean and the podcast, you can do that by going down and click, clicking the links down below in the comments or the show notes down below. Click on those and follow them, and they'll take you everywhere you need to go. And with that being said, that is everything. So this is going to be part two here of Forgiving the Bible Way. And Brother Dean, why don't you finish or continue where you left off? All right, Rob. We uh, Last week we had uh, started with two scripture from Matthew chapter 6. Let me reread them because this is part two. And uh, I was just discussing with Rob, I, I guess as of lately, I've had more people to ask advice on how to forgive in the last few months of time mm-hmm. than I have in a long, long time. And so that's the reason we feel like that we need to make this broadcast where people can clarify in their mind and be biblically sound yes. with this. Because I don't want to just ad- advise somebody without having scripture basis mm-hmm. to back this up. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, If you forgive men their trespasses, your, father, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But he said, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Yeah. Which just simply means if you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. And, uh, you know, uh, hurt people will hurt people. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to uh, find out what is the cause and the reason behind Mm -hmm. somebody being hurt. Or somebody being, uh, uh, how how could I say that? Hateful, wounded. mean, yes. Um, and 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 there's always something behind that. Mm-hmm. There's something there somewhere. So, what we're going to talk about today? And last week we used the Apostle Paul, and uh, somebody said digging up a little dirt on mm-hmm. him, and that's not the intention, but. These guys in the Bible were just like you and I are. That's right. They had issues. God worked with them, and God used them even in their problems. Mm. And so don't beat yourself up 
let God do what he does in you and allow it to happen. Amen. Just allow it to happen. So we want to get in on this because there's seven words in the Bible that deals with forgiveness. And uh, there's three in the Old Testament and four in the New Testament. But what I want to deal with today is the what all of them have in common. Mm. And that is, of course, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek and, and, uh, and the translation there. But it's amazing that the words that were used... And uh, here's one, you know, if you forgive not men, their trespasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about forgiveness issues here. But I want to read in the Lord's Prayer because in the Lord's Prayer, uh, the answer and the word that is used as a root word for, for, for forgiveness is found in this prayer here. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 After the disciples had asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now watch this, verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, glory forever. Amen. Verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This was amazing to me when I'd done this study several years ago, that forgiveness is just simply biblically based canceling the debt. When you cancel the debt... Now then, let's talk about what that's meaning there when we talk about cancel the debt. When you come to the place in your life that the offending party no longer owes you anything. Mm. Now, we're not talking about money here. We're talking about making things right. Mm -hmm. Apology. Apology. You know, I've through the years of time being a pastor, dealing with people, I've heard this used so many times when people start apologizing. I'm sorry for what I've done, but you know you've done some things too. Mm-hmm. That's not an apology. That's justification. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Or I've had people come around when they know they've done something. If I have done anything, yeah. Yeah, that if. Yeah, and I've got to the point through the years of time, just look them square and I say, you know exactly what you've done. That's right. It's not an apology when you try to justify Mm -hmm. what you've done. You know what you've done. Yes. And and there, but there is cases when you don't know what you've done. Mm -hmm. People can build cases in their mind as well. Yeah. But when you come to the point of trying to apologize, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, whoever accepts it or not, it's you're clearing yourself of canceling the debt. Yeah. And there are times when when you just have to, without going to the person, you just have to cancel the debt in your mind through prayer mm-hmm. and supplication. Lord, they don't owe me an apology. Yeah. They don't have to make things right. They don't have to come by my house. And when you get to that point, that you can cancel the debt. 
I remember several years ago, uh, there was a, a guy that uh, just developed a strong dislike for me. And, of course, I can't imagine that, but <laughs> it was. And um, Peggy and I were off somewhere. This has been many, many years ago. And we was going to come home, and, and we were going to go to a steakhouse. And in those days, uh, we didn't go to a steakhouse, but just a rare occasion. Mm-hmm. And so... We got everything ready and was going, we'd come in, was going Friday night. And when I pulled in the parking lot, there is the car of the man that didn't like me. And I knew it was his car by the little teddy bear that's in the back window. (laughs) And I thought I had canceled the debt, but I hadn't. Mm. And I looked at Peggy and I said, I'm not going in. Yeah. She said, why? I said, that's so-and-so's car. They hate me, and I'm not going in. It'll be our luck. They'll set us right down beside them. And I'm, I know me. I'll end up saying something. If they, if they push me the least little bit, I'm going to say something, and then we're going to have a big deal all over again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mad. We drove off, and we drove around a while, and Ended up at McDonald's eating chicken nuggets. Now then, I asked myself this question. Who's in bondage here? Yeah. Who's in bondage here? Yeah. The man is eating a steak that I told two weeks ago when we got home, we're going to go eat a steak at that place. And we even put money aside for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm eating chicken nuggets and he's eating a steak. He's sure not in bondage. I was in bondage. And the reason I was in bondage, and this happened so off time, I knew if I went in there, if he didn't make it right, if he didn't come by my table and say, I'm sorry for what I'm done, I'm going to be mad all over again mm. because I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting. But the day you cancel the debt, the day you come to the place that the offender doesn't owe you anything, You have biblically canceled the debt of forgiveness and forgiving. Mm. It's gone at that point. And then if that happens, you can go in that steakhouse and sit down at the table right beside them because you're not expecting anything. You know, Rob, something I've said a lot of times, when you're in the public, in the public eye, you're going to get a lot of criticism. Mm -hmm. You're just going to get a lot of criticism. Something I learned many, many years ago, I never address my critics. Mm. I don't address my critics. If you write me something on Facebook and it's hateful, don't expect an answer from me. And here's why. The day you address your critics, you're in bondage. You are in bondage. They're going to intimidate you. They're going to hold power over you because you gave them that power. Yeah. And so I just don't address the critics at all. And so I I do that because, I mean, why stir a fuss? Yeah. It's not going to help anything. But what I'm talking about today is being biblically able to cancel a debt Mm -hmm. and the debt that you feel like somebody owes you is generally an apology making things right 
Yeah. And another thing to reiterate there, which you what you had stated in the first episode was this doesn't mean that you have to become friends. This doesn't mean that you have to sure all of that. It's just canceling the debt mainly for your own for your own sake on top of yes. that. So you can go eat that steak. Yes. <laughs> and well, I mean you can't forgive, then you can't be forgiven. That's right. So so how does how does one actually do that and you can say well just cancel the debt okay well how do i get there how, how do i get to this point how do i how do i not let it bother me because i'm still you know how, how does somebody juggle that okay. how does somebody deal with those issues separate the difference in your mind mm-hmm. of canceling the debt to what they owe you mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you won't ever have a struggle with that person. It doesn't mean that you won't ever be bothered with that again. Okay. But when you are satisfied in your mind, they don't owe me nothing. Because 99.9% of the time, you're not going to get an apology anyway. Absolutely. It doesn't make any difference if they're proven wrong. You're just not going to get an apology. But you cancel the debt. And here's how I've had to do this quite a bit through the years of time. And um, and I'm, I'm going to say this, Rob. I, I don't say this too much, and especially I know this is going out over the air. I hear, I hear people tell me all the time, Oh, Brother Dean, I wish I had a memory like you've got. <laughs> well, I prayed for the memory like I've got. When I first started preaching, I prayed for God to help me learn the scripture where I could put the word together and prove what I was speaking on. And and God did that. Mm -hmm. He did that. He blessed me with being able to memorize the scripture, where they're at, and how to connect them together. I prayed for that. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that don't come by wishing. But there's also a downside to that. Mm Mm-hmm. When God blesses you with a great memory, it's difficult to forget Yes, when there is a wound invo- involved. Mm. And I guess this is what, and I'm, I'm being open on this broadcast here because I, I struggled with that for many, many, many years. I mean, uh, drive down the road and have a, have a two-fold conversation, and I'm the only one in the vehicle. Yeah. You know, you're driving down the road, you're the only one in the vehicle, and you have a conversation out loud and just tell them off. And the and the problem with that, you have their conversation and yours too. <laughs> and you're building it up. What, what What's behind that? If I ever meet them and they bring it up, I'm ready. Yeah. And you'll be talking to yourself driving down the road or out by yourself and you say something that you know would just tear them apart and you'll back up and say it again. <laughs> yeah. It felt so good. You just say it again. Problem with that, when you finally meet them, they don't ever say what you practiced. No. But you give me a few more days, let me rehearse that I'll have something that'll rip them apart. Yeah. Because our mind works like that. We've got to have some divine intervention. And so with that said, then I go to God in prayer and I say, God, I'm wounded. I am wounded deeply. And I know you know I'm wounded. But Lord, I want you to love that person through me. Mm. 
even though I don't particularly like them, yeah, I'm wounded, and I know there's probably going to be people write me and say, well, I love everybody. I'll guarantee you, you won't have to do much digging in their past to find out they clouded up and rained all over somebody over their grandkids. That's right. Or their kids. Mm-hmm. But we all have these issues that we have to work on. But here's one that God said, if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Yeah. So there's got to be a biblical answer to this. Yes. And that's what we're that's what we're pointing to today. So I pray this prayer. God, will you love that person through me? I've come to the point I can't. Mm. And here's what's happening. You leave the situation alone and you're turning to God. The more God you have, the more love you have, the more love you have, the more God you have, and then that thing kind of dissipates. Mm. It just kindly fades back. It just fades away because you're saying, God, I need some divine intervention here. The hurt is so deep. The wound is so strong. Yeah. I need help. God, will you please help me with this? And because God made it mandatory, he's more willing to help us than we are to be helped. Rob, there's a couple of scriptures in, in, in the book of Matthew, chapter number five, that for years, for years, when I would read them, I have slammed my Bible shut and say, God, I know good and well you didn't mean that. Yeah. And it's in Matthew chapter five, the Beatitudes, verse 11 and verse number 12. Listen to what it said. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manners of evil against you falsely for my sake. Mm -hmm. The word blessed means happy. Now let me read it like this. Happy are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, and say all manners of evil against you falsely for my sake. And I'd slam the Bible shut and I'd say, God, I know you didn't mean what it said. I'm ashamed to go to Walmart because of what they have said about me. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I, I, I feel intimidated. And you want me to be happy? Yeah. You think that's bad? Read verse 12. He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. What's he saying there? Not only wants you to be happy about it, he wants you to rejoice in it. Oh, Lord, I thank you that they're running me in the ground. Mm. I thank you, Lord, that, that I'm ashamed to go to Walmart and lift my head up because what I'm thinking people might have heard they said. Yeah. And we all know that most folks would rather believe the good juicy stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. Yeah than they would the, the whole truth. Oh, yeah. You can let the wind out of somebody's sail quicker than anything in the world when they come to you the story and you look at them and say, well, that's not so at all. I don't know where you got your information, but that's not so at all. Watch them. It mm-hmm. lets the air out of their sail because our mind is geared to that. Yeah. But when you say, oh, Lord, I'm just so thankful. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. They're talking about me. They're running my family in the ground, all this other good stuff that goes along with me. And then you're thinking, well, are we just sheep out here for the wolves? No, 
There's a great answer. Mm. In the book of Psalms, chapter 23, the 23rd Psalm, in the Word of God, everybody knows the 23rd Psalm, but it's said in verse number 5. He said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all of my cup runs over. Here's what he said. If you'll do this right, Dean, if you'll do this right, I'll throw a table down and mm. I'll bless you while they watch. Let me read it again. Amen. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies while they're looking. And he said, then I'll anoint your head with oil and your cup will run over. Anointing with oil is spiritual blessings. And the cup running over is material blessings. Mm. So God said, if you'll do it right, if you'll cancel the debt, mm. if you'll make it to a point that they don't owe you anything, I'll throw a table down and I'll bless you while they watch. Kind of makes you want an enemy now. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. With right? that yeah. said. So God is saying, I'm trying to make it easier for you to forgive. Mm -hmm. Now then, let's deal with that. Forgiving for a moment of time. It has nothing to do with trust. Yeah. Has nothing to do with trust. Through the years of time, Peggy and I have done a lot of marriage counseling, a lot of marriage counseling, where there was affairs, there was things that were said that was so damaging. And sometimes it's irreparable because one of the two don't want it repaired. Yeah. But I've seen it over and over and over again when they cancel the debt between each other. It may take years to build back the trust that was destroyed. Mm -hmm. But the forgiving issue is the overcoming thing. Being able to cancel the debt, saying, I'm sorry, and I really mean that. I'm not sorry because I got caught. Yeah. I'm sorry because I've done this to you. I'm sorry because of my failure, not yours, because so much of the time, the human being would rather blame someone else. Adam done that. Eve done yeah. that in the Garden of Eden. It when was God woman. said, it yeah. was a snake. It was Yes. Yeah. It went back and forth, blaming one another instead of owning it mm -hmm. and just saying, hey, it was me. I'd done this. I'm, it's wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I'd done it just the same. Instead of saying, well, it's your fault because yeah. the woman you made it's your fault, God, because of the snake you made. If it mm -hmm. had been for all that, I wouldn't be. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Mm. Because the fact remains, God requires us to forgive. We must forgive. Forgiving one another. That's all through the scripture. Learning how to forgive. And knowing that there is a difference between forgiveness and trust. Yeah. There's people I have forgiven that I don't trust. I don't trust them mm -hmm. because they have a proven record. Yeah. 
They have a proven record. And if you want to be hurt over and over and over and over again, keep that path. Mm-hmm. Keep that path. There's some people, Rob, that just needs a good leaving alone. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a good leaving alone. That's good advice. And uh, and the, and there's no no reason not to. You know, I was talking with someone today, and uh, I made the statement uh, when Jesus said on Mount Olive and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you together as a hen doth gather her chickens and her wings, but you would not. And then he said, I'm going to leave your house desolate. What he's saying, I've tried everything I know to try, mm-hmm. and nothing worked. I'm going to leave you to your, to yourself for a while. And we know that the blinders will be lifted during the tribulation period yeah. for the for the Jewish people. But until then, he just said, "I'm going to leave to you your house desolate." What's he saying? I've done everything I know to do. Listen to me, if you're listening out there. If you've done everything you know to do to make something right and it's still not right, that person is holding power over you. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone. Don't talk about them. Don't run them down. Just keep your distance Mm -hmm. and allow a healing to take place. But as long as you're running and trying to make it right and trying to make it right, you're doing nothing but just stirring the pot yeah. even more. So when it comes down to forgiving, it's a condition of the heart. And the Bible gives us some instruction concerning that. Forgive, you will be forgiven. Yeah. You don't forgive, your father, your heavenly father won't forgive you either. That is some straight talk there and straight stuff. And so it goes back to the thing, God, you're going to have to work a work in me Mm. because the wound is so raw. It is so real. It hurts so much. I cannot change what they've done. And and some people, Rob, it's been a a sexual issue. They were... Mm -hmm molested or they was abused and that takes time but you have to have a starting point somewhere yeah i think that's kind of important to know in your in your path of forgiveness and forgiving someone especially in abuse is that it's okay that it takes time yes i mean you need to be working towards it and getting to the point of forgiving but it's okay that it takes time yes because you have been hurt so very severely you have been, uh, and, and whatever the case is of, of any wrongdoing towards anybody, it, yes. it hurts. And especially, um, you know, nothing hurts worse sometimes more than, uh, you know, family. You kind of expect it over the years after watching it. Yes. But the family that you choose, your friends and your church family, those doesn't nothing hurt a whole lot more worse than that because those are the ones that weren't supposed to turn on you, right? Yeah. And so I think it's... Um, you should always be working towards the forgiveness, but it's okay that that it doesn't happen right here, right now, but you should be pursuing it yes. and asking God to help you. And I think God honors the process of that. Yes. Well, what you just said is actually scriptural. 
So let's put some word on it. In the book of Psalms, chapter 55, verse 12 and verse 13, he said, it was not an enemy that reproached me. I could have borne that. Mm-hmm. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. I could have hid myself from him, but it was you, mm-hmm. a man of my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. Here's what the psalmist is saying there. What makes it hurt so bad is it was somebody I trusted. Yeah. It was somebody I poured my life into. Mm. It was somebody that I shared intimate secrets with. It was somebody in my family, mm-hmm. somebody I went to church with. They used to be a good friend. Yeah. That's what makes it hurt. He said, it was not an enemy that reproached me. I could have handled that if it had been a, an out-and-out enemy. Mm-hmm. And he said, neither was he that hated me, that rose up against me. I could have hid myself from them, yeah. but it was a family member, a man of my equal, my guide, mm-hmm. my acquaintance. It was somebody I trusted. It was somebody that I poured my heart into. Mm-hmm. It was somebody that we eat together with. It was somebody that I loved. Mm. It was somebody that I trusted. Trust may not ever be built back. And that's okay. That's okay. But forgiveness is essential. Mm. It is essential. I must forgive. So kind of not moving on, but staying with the topic Why does God require us to forgive? Because he forgave. He forgave. And uh, his issue was mankind that had rejected him, born in sin, mindset against God. Mm -hmm. Look at the people every day that don't give God the time of day, use God's name in vain. Mm. I mean, they don't give God a minute, a day. Yet he holds the breath they breathe in the palm of his hand. And he loves them and cares so much about them because he forgives. Mm. He forgives. And God knows without forgiveness, it'll eat us alive. Mm. I had a man to tell me one time, and I'll use no names here. We went to a church. And it was my first time being there. We were in revival. And this man met me at the door. And he said, what do you think about a guy that lived most of his life in unforgiveness? And uh, had two nervous breakdowns. Well, Rob, I thought he was kidding because I'd never met this guy in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I, saw, I think it's fine. I try to have a couple every day. you know. Just And then I realized this man's serious. And he told me his story. Many, many, many years ago, he had a friend that busted up his home, took his wife, and he allowed bitterness to enter his heart till it drove him insane. Mm. 
Mm. He wound up in a mental institution and in and out. He said, they have come and carried me away in the garments that they wrap them in, big long sleeves that they put those garments in time behind them. He said, I've had all kinds of shock treatment. Mm -hmm. And I lived under that for years and years and years, preacher, until I forgave. And he said, the day I forgave, I have never been back to an insane asylum or had any more shock treatments I forgave. The power of forgiveness. It is very, very powerful, and that's the reason God makes it essential. Mm. He makes it essential for our life. Yes. And, you know, uh, the wounded part, we can build a case and a scenario in our minds, and, uh, and usually we miss it a thousand miles at that point. But knowing how biblically to let go of the situation by simply saying, Lord, I forgive. Mm. I forgive. And I will assure you that if you will do that in a serious point, there's going to be something transpire down the line that's going to test whether you really cancel the debt or not. Yeah. I've had that to happen to me several times through the years when I thought I had it settled. And then I meet that somebody and they say something and I'm thinking, well, you dirty rascal. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Ghost speaks to me and says, you haven't forgive. Mm -hmm. It's still there. It's that important with God that we forgive. And if it's that important to God that we forgive, that he will test us down the line to see if we really mean what we said. Yeah. Is there a root of bitterness still there? Is there still something there beyond hurt? Mm. It's one thing to be hurt. But it's also another thing to hold a grudge with a hurt. Yeah. And you forgive. Let God handle the details. Let God handle the details. And and and, and you know, Robin, we'll wind this little broadcast up here with uh these scripture here. I because you know, some people don't realize the power of God. And the strength of God. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6, listen to this powerful little scripture. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Wow. You know, we, we, we pride ourselves well, I don't get mad. I just get even. Hmm. How many times have we said that or had that said to us? Well, I don't get mad. I just get even. But it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. What's he saying? Give it to God and let God deal with it. Mm-hmm. 
Give it to God and let God do what he does. And we walk in the victory. Yeah. And we walk in the blessing and be free from condemnation. Mm. I believe there's people listening today that has had unforgiveness in their heart for years and years yeah. and years. And it festers. Mm-hmm. And from time to time, it rises its ugly head. Cancel the debt. Yeah. Amen. Get a mindset and pray, God, love that person through me. But preacher, I don't want to love them. Mm-hmm. Now, I've said this to God before. God, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I just don't like them. And somebody said, well, I'd never say that to God. Why? He knows what you're thinking. That's right. That's he right. knows your actions. So with that said, I just say, God, I don't like them, but I know you do. You love them. Mm-hmm. Will you love that person through me? Amen. I can't. Right now, the wound is so heavy, so open and so fresh. I can't. But I know you can, and will you love that person through me? And that comes back just to giving all your cares and casting them upon him, right? That's right. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. That's right. Let him carry that burden for you. Yes. Won't you, um, let's do this. How about you pray over those that just um, are just receiving this and going through unforgiveness right now? All just, right. just, Just pray over them. I felt that too, Rob, yeah. that we need to pray. Father... I am so thankful and I am so grateful that you are a forgiving Lord. And I pray today for those that are listening that have issues concerning forgiveness. I pray that the Holy Spirit will just direct them, guide them, and, oh, Lord, you would surround them with your divine love. And, Lord, you would lead them in the paths of righteousness I pray you would touch them in a powerful, mighty way. Lift them up, cause them to set in heavenly places. I pray, Lord, the wound will be healed in their heart, in their life. And God, they can be free from this anguish. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast this week. We pray it was a blessing to you. We pray that it encouraged you, that you were elevated in the word. Don't forget to check out Dean Caldwell Ministries on Facebook to keep up with all things that Brother Dean uh, is doing. You guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.